Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have Jennifer Zhang next to me. Indeed. And, uh, Jennifer Zhang. Yes, Ms. Jacqueline Lopez. Would you please give me three words to describe Fairhaven? Ooh, I really hope I hear more of that accent later. Because, <laughs> are those your three words? Because no. that's not three words. <laughs> it's more than three words. But <laughs> if I were to give you three words to describe Her- Fairhaven, Her- first of all, Fairhaven, Her- we're drunk already. This is this is going to be an exceptional episode, yes! ladies and gents. Um, it would be boozy, mm-hmm, smoochy, oh yes, and a sassy. Bam. This is Seven of Wine. Welcome to another stirring episode of Seven of Wine. My name is Jacqueline Lopez. That's Jennifer Zhang over there in the corner with her little glass. And (laughs) every episode, we review an episode of Star Trek Voyager and a bottle of wine at the same time. At the same goddamn time. Same goddamn time. That was beautiful. (laughs) So um, we just got off of recording an, an unboxing and at the same time we were doing that we were kind of what is that called when you're when you're kind of getting into the mood of the next thing there's I don't a no there's a phrase for it isn't it's there? the wetting your appetite or perhaps uh i don't know um, foreplay Okay, you keep going there, and I, I don't always, even, I don't, I don't even the lay problem. down the breadcrumbs. The freaking wine does this to us, and this is the problem: is <laughs> we did this unboxing. It was a live stream. If you guys are not following our social media, you're how miss- dare you? You're missing how out. How dare you, sir? On, on things like unscripted live unboxings where we drink <laughs> heavily prior to this podcast, and hence the word vomit. And this episode's going to be weird. It's going to be so weird, but it's so um, appropriate mm-hmm. because how weird was this episode? So weird. So last week's episode was Blood Fever, and uh, everything was Jen's choice. This week, I decided to pick Fairhaven because of St. Patrick's Day fast approaching. And Mm -hmm. to theme the bottle of wine, Jen alerted me. I didn't actually know this happened. But there are actual wines that are aged in whiskey barrels. And I do have to point out that Fairhaven, for people who have not watched this episode of Voyager... I know. How, how dare you, sir? How dare you, sir? You'd stop this podcast right now. You go watch Fairhaven. Just pause it. Don't click out. Just no. pause. Just watch. We need the then, views. Yeah, just we please. Need, we need listens. Please. Share, share it before you click out. Yeah. Um, Fairhaven is an Irish-themed episode, as you will learn soon. Mm-hmm. Hence the whiskey. Hence the whiskey barrel-aged wine. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, then let's do that. Uh, Jennifer, a quick synopsis, please, oh, of Fairhaven. I wasn't prepared. I thought you were going to. Oh, s- bitch, no. You always do the oh, synopsis. Crap. All right. Well, I'm on the spot now. Let's see. <laughs> Um, during a, a, during a space-based anomaly, um, much like many that they encounter out in the Delta Quadrant, and to keep morale up in this trying time, 
of stagnation, Janeway authorizes everybody on the crew to be able to have an open door policy when it comes to the holodeck. And so everyone's hanging out at pubs and blah, blah, blah. And Janeway, for once, decides to partake in the shenaniganery. Finally. Finally. Have your, let your hair down, girl. Let your hair down, girl. Let your hair down. You know, there's no, the, the freaking the ship is going on impulse for now. It's just hanging out because otherwise you'd get radiation poisoning. Indulge in the holodeck a little bit. But what happens? Well, she meets a bartender that Tom Paris has programmed. programmed and, um... He catches her fancy. And she finds herself smitten with said bartender um, and starts to explore whether or not uh, one can. What are the ethical issues with falling in love with modifying, perfecting a hologram, uh, a holodeck hologram for your own romantic interests? And we got to get intellectual in this episode. I don't don't think I have the brain space right now, lady. Girl, uh, the thing about it is, is this is... It explores romance, right? But it explores romance in the context of... The confines of where they are, if their you situation. Can, if you could design your perfect partner... Could you, would you? Would you? Mm-hmm. And Janeway, unfortunately, the thing with Voyager is your choices are limited. You're stuck with the crew that you have for possibly... Okay, okay, we needed the synopsis. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm getting it. The wine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But all speaking right. of the wine... After that quasi-long synopsis, we're fine with it. We're going to go into the wine now. So the mm. wine we're picking, because of uh, viewer polls, is a thousand stories bourbon barrel-aged Zinfandel. It comes straight out of California. The vintage is 2014. It's a small batch. Small. And it got a little buffalo on the front. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. All right, let's read the back of this sweet thing. Oh, it's, it's an excerpt. It might even be a monologue. Years ago. When I was just starting out as a winemaker, it was almost unheard of to get French oak wine barrels. And American oak barrels were for whiskey, not wine. But we still needed barrels to age our wine. So we purchased new and used bourbon barrels. Today, American and French oak wine barrels are commonplace. So the inspiration for a thousand stories is a nod to the way things were. We've selected new and used bourbon barrels for these small batches of Zinfandel, which impart characteristics specific to these barrels, charred vanilla, dried herbs, and a hint of caramel. Ooh, Bob Blue Winemaker. All right. Cheers to that. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Let's taste this. Although we have already. Oh, we have. In copious amounts. But we we didn't. Liberally. But okay, Jennifer, upon this swig, if you will, do you taste the charred vanilla, dried herbs, and hint of caramel? Let us see. Let's go. You know, I would say, uh, dare I say it, I think that this particular, the wine tasting notes on this bottle, to my palate, are the closest in terms of how much it matches the actual experience. I do taste a little bit of char. A little bit of char, um, and there is a little um, the, what it calls the herb, the dried herbs. And you stuff. have dried herbs, and you have a hint of caramel. There is a little something vegetal about it. I, I, yeah, I get yeah. the herbs. I don't. Here's the funny thing: the caramel speaks to me more than the vanilla does. Yeah, charred vanilla sounds sacrilegious to me, though. Like, who would burn vanilla? It's I am. Delicious. I'm getting a little. Yeah, the little. There's oh. a little burnt quality to it. Y'all, I forgot to smell the, this shit like a nose. real person on the nose. Get your nose right in there. Get it in there, girl. Mm, try. <laughs> Just get it in there, girl. Get your nose in there, girl. Get your nose in there, girl. 
Yeah, see? Get your nose. What'd I say? That shit smell like char. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um i'm enjoying girl. i'm enjoying this uh this is a good wine is it moderately priced yeah all it right. was super cheap bevmo was like take all of them i'm like calm down bevmo all right calm. so we're we're lubed up for a Voyager. that's a word that can use for it okay yeah let's do this all right Let's get into the nitty-gritty of this. All right, Fairhaven. So Fairhaven. Mm-hmm. What I love about Fairhaven is you have a captain in a position of, she's got an itch to scratch. She's got an itch to scratch. And the thing is, because we're <laughs> because we're doing these episodes out of sync, yes. I was trying to find clues to see how far into the journey that we are. And the fact that Seven of Nine is on the crew means that she's at least three years in. This is, um, this is year six. Ooh. Oh, are you serious? I'm not even this kidding. This is season six? Which is why it murders me that Kate Mulgrew looks as flawless as she Beautiful. does in this. Without having, I mean, and good <laughs> lord, Jesus. She looks so, I mean, she looked beautiful across the board. But this is kind of the um, the letting the hair down of, of Captain Catherine Janeway. Yes. We find ourselves in an impasse where we have this neuron storm that is keeping everyone at bay. Mm-hmm. And the imaginative Tom Paris decides he wants to create a holodeck program for which I don't know why he creates Ireland. Yeah. Like Paris. He did Paris. Remember when he did France? And then Janeway, like, that was awesome. And you know what's funny? One of the funny things that that they did with Tom Paris is that he, you see his fascination with holodeck programming. I said holodeck, but I meant holodeck. No, you didn't. My God. (laughs) Holodeck programming, like, advanced, right? He's like... He's doing little vignettes at first, and then now he's he's built a world, full, a full blown world. He's recreated, um, you know, Ireland of Ireland. your of your of your of your. Isn't that fascinating? They it's not just placed in Ireland; it's mm-hmm. placed in old Ireland. The romantic, yes, the romantic aspect of Ireland, and I think that's really it's very telling of the way that the writers of Star Trek mentioned it, but also kind of I feel the way that we as as people we love always epitomizing the romanticism of whatever era occurred, right? and it's it's beautiful because. It's set against the f- the uh, the backdrop of the future, mm-hmm. right? You have you have this civilization that is so, or not a civilization, a, a time and a people that are supposedly so far advanced compared so to far, yes, compared to where we are now, yeah. right? Like yep. the philosophies are are so very progressive, and they've made peace with a lot of things, blah blah blah. But that's why it's so fun to take people in that context and then put them in holodeck programs where they now have to deal with like things that we're familiar with, right? Like times of war, times of you know provincial life, times of conflict, times of poverty. Well, and what's so great about it is for them that's their solace. Yeah, that's, that's it's, their. It's recreational. That's recreational. <laughs> <laughs> it's recreational. Yeah. That's what's so great. And I love how Tom Paris in his beep boop boop goes, hey, you know what the doctor should be? A fucking priest. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. He's and he loves it because he gets the proselytize. I can never say that word right. But you I know didn't what even I mean. know it was a word, so you know gets- what you can say it wrong and I'm okay with it. <laughs> here's here's the thing about the holodeck. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I'm just going to, like, I'm just, just going to do a little, so just going to get a little holodecky here. We're getting a little holodeck. We're, we're getting, get, 
and then I'll let Jackie go off. We'll on. get in some hollow deck gossip. Yeah, then we'll then we'll get then Jackie. I'm sure has a lot to say about Janeway and the romance. And oh my god, it's gonna get steamy here because this is about Janeway finally getting some. So much. But in the meantime, I'm gonna push the glasses up the bridge of my nose and say this. Oh my god, I taste the vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. It's I, I. It didn't hit the back of my tongue, and now it did. So a little bit, of, a little bit of history here, guys. Let's um, do this. The holodeck as a concept was created during um, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Fascinating, right? Um, so fascinating. I mean, it was well because it, it, it originated as a recreational room or whatever in the animated series, and then it was adapted in. The live action, like Wait, the next so generation, it was actually in the animated series. That was first. the first time you ever saw anything resembling the holodeck. And then the next generation was the series that actually manifested it and said, "Hey, we're going to create the holodeck, right?" And and the practical reason for that, and you're going to love this, Jackie, because of being an actress, yes. right? Practical reason for it was it allowed the crew and the the creatives of um, Star Trek to be able to utilize other standing sets built on the studio lots where they were filming Star Trek. That's fair. So what they did was they went, we're going to create the concept of the holodeck where the crew can go and recreationally visit other eras, quote unquote, other times, other worlds that we're familiar with as people like, you know, like friggin' a Sherlock Holmes set where they had actually a Sherlock Holmes episode where Picard got to step into the boots of like the greatest detective. Deep Space Nine, they had Dr. Bashir being able to play James Bond. You know, that that's it's a long-standing tradition of being I mean, that started a long-standing tradition of allowing Star Trek characters to do things that were like out of time, right? So anyway, that's that's the whole history of the holodeck. Back to Fairhaven. Back to Fairhaven. So I'm an actress mm-hmm. and for those of you who don't know, um, recently I did a commercial. Well, recently in the time of this podcast when it airs. And I was actually on the Paramount lot, so cool. which is the lot that Star Trek Voyager was filmed on. So the funny thing was, is instead of being like, oh, I wonder what set that was on. It was actually me trying to figure out if I was on the street mm-hmm. or I saw the street that this town was in. Mm-hmm. And even more to the point, um, there is a, a later episode. I believe it's later or it might be prior, where Voyager is, where the holodeck is programmed to be in World War II. And Same I was set. But I was trying to see what was painted and what mm-hmm. was altered. It's amazing what Hollywood can do. It's fun. It's a fun little romp. Mm-hmm. My So the thing that sticks out to me is the fact that we have a captain who is so reluctant to not stay the course mm-hmm. of this, of, of, um, of, of again, like I, I, I keep going back to letting her hair down. Her hair, her hair is down. I feel like Janeway's hairstyles kind of reflect Janeway. Yes. In the course of this series, how fucked is Voyager right now? You could tell by how <laughs> how effed up her hair is. We have that on our social, like when her bun's all over the place. It's like Voyager is screwed. But at this point, right, we're about six years in. She's chopped her hair off. She's like, you know what? No one cares about the bun. They know I'm the captain. We're good. Yeah. It's like and sassy Bob. So such a sassy Bob. And she shows up and she sees this Irish bartender named Michael Sullivan. And I think what's so great about about this is how <laughs> she is so just laissez faire about the whole thing and then all of a sudden she gets in deep with it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's well, first off, I gotta I just gotta call it out. She looked flawless without any makeup on beautiful and it kind of killed me because i kind of sat there and i was like is makeup part of the uniform and then i went on that whole global scale is makeup part of our uniform (laughs) i 
like, what is life? <laughs> or is like, you know, the fact that she took her makeup off is that part of that uniform? In the context of Janeway being on the holodeck, unless she's been brainwashed to be to, to exist in that world, she usually just only ever wears her uniform mm-hmm. and then just exists in the world, which she does at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. And then towards the end, she's wearing the freaking getup. She got her hair in the cute little bun, little coif. She's doing little jigs and dances. Yeah. And that, the thing is, it took a scenario like this to get her that way, right? Like, Neelix has this conversation with her. He's like, there's there's no reason why you shouldn't have some fun. Like, there's no captaining to be done right now. The ship is in a state of stagnation. It has to be for the safety of the crew. Yeah. So you might as well do what everyone else is doing, which is hanging out in the holodeck. You know, it was an un- unexpected situation for her because she reluctantly went in and reluctantly fell in love with a hologram. Well, and that's what really grabs me is when she's, there's one, there's one scene where Bob Picardo just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. And it's really when he is speaking to Janeway about this fact that she's fallen in love with this hologram. Yeah. And you can see like the timber of his voice even change. Because it's this sense of he's not just speaking as to her as a hypothetical. He's kind of pleading his case as a hologram. Yeah. You know? That they're just as valid as flesh and blood like people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what's funny about that is that it happens frequently in Voyager where people talk to the EMH as if he – yeah, EMH. My God. This wine. As if he's – EMH, yeah. It's not, it's, not, it's not ECH yet. No, as if he's not a hologram. Yes. She has this conversation with him where she's like, can you believe I fell in love with a hologram? And he, you know. And she's so ashamed. You see these shades of Janeway. Sorry to jump in, but yeah, she yeah, no, has no. these shades where she's just embarrassed. She's she's beside herself. Mm-hmm. She can't believe that this could even happen. Mm-hmm. And he, he makes his point. You were saying. He makes his point. Like, well, like you said, you know, just it doesn't matter what we're made of. Emotions are emotions. The heart wants what it wants. Mm-hmm. and And you can't necessarily deny yourself that and why should you is his point yeah why should you and even my favorite part is when freaking chakotay walks in on janeway in her getup and michael sullivan is there and you know he's like hey uh, we gotta go to the bridge and then all of a sudden she's on the bridge and she's completely embarrassed and he go and and they have a discussion on holograms, and she said, you know, he's just photons and neurons and light and yeah, light, and, light she, and, she, and, photons and he goes force fields. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes, well, that hasn't stopped me, and I was like, um, oh, ah, Chakotay. It's a little. What little, have you been doing, Chakotay? A little context, right? Like he, Chakotay is not nobody. Nobody on the crew is used to seeing Janeway have any fun. That's it, yeah. isn't it? She's long overdue for a hollow decking. <laughs> A hollow decking, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And, and you know, what was funny was when he's hanging out at Fairhaven, Chakotay, and he catches Janeway arm in arm with Michael Sullivan and looking like she's having just like, she's got this girlish glow about her. Such, oh. She's in love. She's, she's in love. love. And he's, you know, kind of smirking and being like hilarious about it. And then they have that conversation on the bridge where he basically calls she her out. She totally ca- oh he my calls God. her out. I mean, you can take your smirk off your face. I'm like, yeah. damn. And here's here's the fun thing. Essentially, what has happened <laughs> is that Chakotay has caught Jane with a with a vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> He's it's, walked in, opened yes. her nightstand, and went, 
Oh, I'm so oh, oh. I apologize. Uh, and, but don't worry about it. Uh, all of us need a little bit of that sometimes. Right? And she's like, no, no, no seriously, it's not a big thing. He's like, no, no, believe me. No, no. It's, it's fine. But honestly. I understand. Can I tell you, if anyone had to, I'm pouring more wine if you hear this late. Oh, no, it's almost done. Oh, no. It's oh, tragic. It's okay. We have more. <laughs> top it. Top it off. Bye-bye. Loved you. If anyone caught me, it would be Chakotay. Because he is such an easygoing soul. Yeah, he's him, he's so him, progressive and cool about he's it. He's so chill. He's, he's cool. like he's like the dad <laughs> that you want to come out to. He's the dad where you're like, Dad, I'm sorry, I smoked weed and ran the car into the the fire hydrant. And he's like, We've all been there, son. It's yeah, fine. We're so cool. She, so, <laughs> so here we go. So now she's got the stamp of approval from her first commander. But she's so reluctant about it. Very reluctant. every step of the way. The best part is she decides because so the first time she encounters this hologram, Michael Sullivan, he's a bartender. She arm wrestles him, boss. Mm-hmm. She plays rings with him, boss. Yeah. And she's she, very masculine in the way she flirts. She's very, she's very, yeah. I can hang. Yeah. And I love that about her because I, I can, I understand that. She's a cool girl. I don't necessarily, she's she's not about her feminine guile. It's about the fact that she just wants to hang. And then all of a sudden the wife walks in. Yes. And she immediately shuts off her flirtation, walks out, is completely civil. But then she goes into the backlog and she decides to reprogram our Michael Sullivan. And herein lies one of the two big debates of this episode. Yes. One is, is it ethical to fall in love with a hologram? Right. Okay, the, one. the doctor makes it clear it is because who cares how your molecules are aligned? Mm-hmm. Right. And he says that he says whether you're flesh and blood or like light and photons and force fields, if your feelings are real, that's what makes the love real. Yep. And this is and this is two. So she counters with the problem is right that she can alter the photons. Boy meets girl, the girl light. reprograms man. Exactly. And that's the biggest debate. Is it love if you can make somebody in the image of something that you would love. Well, and she brings up the example, right? Mm -hmm. They're sitting by the bank of a river. Mm -hmm. He starts snoring. The first thing in her head isn't how endearing. The first thing in her head is, I can reprogram this. Yeah. And that's the danger, isn't it? Yep. So you were talking about the the initial reprogramming where the wife, when she finds out he has a wife. He has a wife. She makes him taller. She makes his scruff, changes his education, changes all aspects, Delete the wife. Mm-hmm. Delete the wife. Delete the wife. Delete the wife. And how far? And it, and, and it draws questions. You know, I mean, we are in a society that is so confined almost to to media, mm-hmm. to technology. You know, dating is done on apps. It, it, it's very rarely done in the flesh. So mm-hmm. at what point, if you could, would you program your significant other? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You you practically, I mean, if you're talking about apps, you're not necessarily programming, you know, your partner, but you are setting parameters, you know, to find the partner that you want. Absolutely. You know, you're like, I, I want this. He has to be this tall. He has to like these things, blah, 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 right? Well, and what's so great about it, though, what I love about it, and you see the vulnerability in Janeway, is she says, even if I set up all these parameters, even if I set up all these controls and all these variables, Mm -hmm. will said person like me? Yeah. Isn't that it? So just just because you program, mind blown, just because you program 
someone that you like, will they necessarily like you in 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 reverse? And in this case, he does. He falls in love with her. Yes, he does because it's genuine, motherfucker. And that you know that's an interesting thing I hadn't even explored. She didn't program him to fall in love with she her. She didn't. She set up the parameters that she wanted, and that was her biggest fear when she's talking to the doctor. That's why. When they have that intimate conversation, I was like, damn, I didn't think about that. It's the sense that she's set up all the controlled variables, but the one thing she can't bank on is will those, will A plus B, A plus B. No, I like B. Well, A A plus plus B plus B, um, but will A plus B plus C equal an attraction towards her? And it did, but to disastrous effect. To disastrous effect. Because when she decides that she cannot handle the burden of what she's done. And it's in their first and last kiss. And she aborts the mission. She's like, you know what? I'm just going to walk away from this. I've done too much damage. I'm going to walk away. She's now programmed somebody. She's now programmed to this character in such a way that he's going to experience this fucking heartbreak. Yep. He's now this romantic soul. He's not just a simple bartender. She's made him more of a complex, deep character. She's and allowed him to to contemplate his surroundings. Yeah, she she gave him um a whole education in yep. like poetry and romance and she made him more quote unquote complex, more provocative to question the world around him and yes. and she's created a monster. In a way he's not a monster monster, but when she decides she's just going to ab- abort mission, abandon ship, fuck this, I'm going to go back to my quarters and my bridge and whatever and I'm going to be a captain again. She underestimates the repercussions of her actions. He's left there with these complex set of emotions as a hologram, and now he's bereft of this woman he's fallen in love with, he just starts drinking. <laughs> he drinks, he climbs a fucking tree, punches Tom Paris in the face. Don't do that. Oh, I'm sorry, but he not did in, it. Not in the moneymaker, my God, Tom and Paris. And meanwhile, <laughs> Janeway's just hanging out on the bridge like, uh, when is this? She's ghosting him. Star- She's totally. She ghosted the hologram. She ghosted the shit out of this clown. He can't even go. He can't even leave the holodeck. So he's there's no way he can even find. He can't even fucking like Snapchat her. Like this is how it all went down. They made out. They had a little romp around. I don't know what they did. Maybe he got a little. She got a little felt up. Went by a river. He fell asleep. He wakes up. She's not there. And then she's not there forever. She intends not to go back. She's like, fuck it. I'm the captain. I'm not allowed to have fun. This is the reason why like, I don't go in there. Because shit, I fucking have to actually fall in love and actually be a f- goddamn woman for once. Well, can we talk? Can, and can we rewind? Because that's one thing that I really appreciated is how the writers kind of emblazoned or at least emboldened the decisions on part of the crew. So, and... By crew, I mean cast. And by cast, I mean Kate Mulgrew. Case in point, when uh, season one first happened of Star Trek Voyager, and this is all hearsay, and this is all from stuff I've watched and read, Kate Mulgrew got akin to the fact that they were trying, the writers were trying to push a Chakotay and Janeway relationship. Mm -hmm. And she walked into Rick Berman's office and said, this can't happen because no one will believe. She said, I'm already walking a tightrope Mm -hmm. with a female character captain mm-hmm. at the helm and and that's already treading very thin ice to all of a sudden throw her in a relationship with someone that she's actually associated with on the bridge is viewer suicide no one will believe it no it's one will not respect credible, her. and no one will respect it yeah in this episode i think is the very first time we actually see the writers acknowledge verbatim that exact same mentality it's six years in though we're you know? six it's 
it's at this point no one can blame Captain Janeway for actually being a little bit human in this regard, like allowing herself a little bit. And and the, the problem is what you're about to say, which is well, I mean, I don't know. We're not. I don't know if her mind melded that that <laughs> far in. I don't know if the booze has done that. But what I think is so fascinating is this is the first time that we actually hear, and we hear it through the doctor mm-hmm. saying, "Look, it's not becoming of a captain to be in cahoots." with someone in their crew. Yeah. So this is the only way you can scratch that itch. Yeah, you might as well go for it. This is a solution to this problem. You're... Look, here's the thing about Janeway. Here's the thing about Janeway that no one understands. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of pressure on her, okay? Like, everybody is looking at her as, like, the captain of this crew, and she has this (laughs) giant mission that she has to do, and everyone is constantly just putting all this pressure on her to do things, and she never gets to think about her own needs. She just wants some time for herself. It's been a very long time since she's had any action down there. And maybe she deserves it. And I don't even know if we're talking about Janeway anymore. (laughs) Um, So anyways, you guys, Janeway, (laughs) she's the captain of Star Trek Voyager. So what's fascinating, honestly, is so the moment she goes and she reprograms him. Yep. You get this Mm -hmm. intimate look that you haven't gotten yet in in, in Janeway, which is, you know, now she's been broken up with at this point. Bro, she got she got her heart smashed. Yeah, across the wall. He's not waiting for her. He's not waiting. It's he clear. Took the dog, the man, the man that was supposed to be waiting for her on Mark. Earth, Mark, has gotten remarried. Remarried. There is no reason for her not to just start fucking everybody on the crew. She, if she could wanted be like, to. hey, you know what? Captain's orders report to my ready room. Let's yes. get stuff done. Listen, engage. And my cooch. And gauge Delta Quadrant, my Delta. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but she didn't do but that, she Because she's classier than we so, are. So you get your first glimpse ever at what Janeway wants in a man. That's what a, a very, girl needs. What a girl wants. It's, it's, very, it's a very intimate look at her. And what she says, you know, you, you hear she, she wants a man who's educated. Makes sense. Smart. In literature. Yes. Right? She wants a man who's tall. Yep. Right? Taller. Taller. Yeah. Taller yeah. than he is. She wants a man who's complex. You know, who's a critical thinker. It's like, you're just like, whoa, Janeway. My God. Well, she's, she is there. Look, I mean, you could kind of. She's an intellectual. Well, she goes past the aesthetic. Yeah, she right? wants an intellectual equal. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's going to get her off. Which is so absolutely telling of what Janeway is. Yeah. She is someone where sex is science and science is sex. That That's what gets her off is, mm-hmm. is solving the equations, is using the minds, having a meeting of the minds. Mm-hmm. And, you know. There's very few physical things that she alters about him. She makes him a little taller. And, and the hair on and his she face. She adjusts his facial hair. The chinny chin chin. But the most significant things that she, she wants in a man, you find, are the, the education and the ability to think critically and to question the world around him. And, I mean, let's... Let's put that out there, Jen. I know as a female, I was sitting there too, and I was sitting there and going, would these be the choices I would make? Girl, you have no idea what I have done. (laughs) Here's a fun thing. I have a surprise for you. Oh, no, you did it. Wait, Jen just pulled out a piece of paper, ladies and gentlemen. I've transcribed this. Oh, no. The whole sequence. And now I will. we're going to do a little thing called Janeway Roleplay. Oh, here we go. With you, Jacqueline Lopez. (gasps) I'm excited. It's like Mad Libs. Um... (laughs) And we're going to find out what, if 
you were to reprogram a character Stop! in Fairhaven no! to be your perfect mate, let's see, let's let's take a little little jaunt into the <gasps> mind of Captain Jacqueline Lopez, shall I'm we? I'm so nervous, right, you guys. Uh-huh. Here My vagina is tingling. So Captain Jacqueline Lopez says, adjust his parameters to the following specifications. Give him the education of um uh, a college graduate. From a university graduate from not from not from America. Oh no, really? <laughs> uh, from some from like what like Cambridge? Cambridge? Uh, yeah, let's go with Cambridge. Ooh, with a oh. PhD from Cambridge. Well, do they have them? <laughs> modification complete. Okay, now you say now access the character's interactive subroutines. Make him more as um charismatic. Ooh. Specify. Um, make him more aware about. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! I know this is terrifying. You are very much like Jane Wayne that you've spent very little time thinking about your own needs. It's very apparent now, Jackie. (laughs) What a girl wants. What What a girl girl needs. needs. Um, make him more concerned with the world around him. All right. Modification complete. Thank you. Now, Why do you sound like the big little <laughs> The dude. Now increase the character's height by. Oh man, how old? How high was he? Let's five, assume he's five ten or something. Let's just say uh, six. Let's make him six. All right. Facial hair? None. Oh really? Smooth as a baby's bottom. Well, I mean, I don't know what he looks like. <laughs> All right, we'll give him one day shadow. Let's give him a little shadow. All right. right. Okay. Access his interpersonal subroutines. Familiar characters. Delete the wife. <laughs> he has a wife in this. Romantic interest whatsoever. Make him make him straight. Good. Okay. All right. And make him because there'd be a barrier if he wasn't. Well, I mean, it just there'd be a little issue, wouldn't there? Let's just make him a straight male. <laughs> Let's just do it. All right. Let's commit to that. Modification complete. Um, he was gay before, apparently, and now he's straight. It wasn't that. It was just, you know what? Sometimes you just hit file save a lot. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Sometimes you hit. And here's, but can we time out real quick? Can we mm-hmm. Zach Morris time out? We're programming a man. Yep. He's a file. He's a document. Yep. How mind-blowing is this? No. Okay. Modification complete. Pleased to meet you. What's his name? Jackie. Is Prince Harry of Wales. <laughs> You could have just loaded the Wikipedia into the L cars. <coughs> it would have look. It would have saved us all a lot of time here. You could have just Wikipedia him just, and loaded into. I don't know what his name is, Sir Sir Awesome of Awesome Land. <laughs> That's this hilarious name for an Irishman, Duke but- Duke Flannery of Awesome Guard. <laughs> <laughs> So now you guys know way too much about Jackie. There you go. Wait, now I want to do this no! too. No, it's not meant for me. This maze is not meant for me. Well, you know what? No. The maze mm-hmm. just adjusted its God. fucking parameters. Because you know what? If I got to go down this rabbit hole, I'm grabbing your fucking ankle and taking you with me, damn motherfucker. It. Here we go. Shit. Adjust his parameters to the following specifications. Give him the education of a... Fuck. Um, of a fuck. A, um... Oh, God. I don't know, some liberal arts, um, an ethnomusicology major. Basket weaving, underwater basket weaving. <laughs> no, Modification ethno- complete. Ethnomusicology, let's go with that. Because I like that. I like music and I like cultures, so mm. there we go. Now access the character's interactive subroutines. Make him more. Funny. 
specify. Just super funny, funnier than me. Because <laughs> goddammit, I'm sick of doing all the work in relationships when it comes to being funny. Listen, I'm, a, I'm Chuckles. She hates being the act. I hate she being wants the to clown. Be, she hates being the clown. I want to sit there and like be entertained. God damn it. Be funnier. Make me laugh. Modification complete. Thank God. Now increase the character's height by. Oh, I don't really want a tall, super tall guy. And he, where do we start him? 5'10"? Let's start him with 5. I feel like he was 5'8". Really? Because she's 5'5". Five five. Mm-hmm. She like got f- two inches on her with those heels. I'm going to say like 5'7". Let's make him 5'10". I'll make him taller. Taller than make that? I have, taller. I'm 5'2". That's the problem. Baby girl, you wear heels. At a certain point, I'm going to have to get my tiptoes to do anything. Fine, 5'11". Let's just split All right, the difference. he's 5'11". Facial hair. Uh, uh, eh. Do you yeah, want... Like, it hurts. It, it does. Hurts. Especially when you're kissing real hard. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know what you're doing sucking the life force out of them. I just lick the whole face. Um, what if you could program the bristles of their beard <laughs> to feel so like, like clouds? Funnier. I mean, like fuzzier. No, let's let's do one day's growth. Why That's not? what I'm saying, right? Nice a little shadow. shadow. A little shadow to know you're not... So he's a man. That's what I'm saying. He's a goddamn man. Puberty happened. Yeah. I feel you, girl. Just, just rub Beep. your face on that. Thank Access you. his interpersonal subroutines, familial characters. Oh, shit. Delete the... <laughs> Delete the racist mother. Oh, my gosh. That lady sucks so hard. So every single time in every relationship, Earth some time. racist mother who, like, is not okay with their son dating an Asian. Modification complete. Thank God. Pleased to meet you. Uh, Lord Darius Cumberbatch. <laughs> of England. I'm, ha- I'm happy with the one the way mine turned out. Lord Darius Look, he's, he's a hilarious ethnomusicology major. <laughs> I can't. Wait, this hurts. Are you... Oh, Darius Cumberbatch. <laughs> Lord you, Darius Cumberbatch. You cad, you... So, should we get to the end of the episode somehow? Where are we? Oh, we're, we are, oh, we are light years away. So what happens mm-hmm. in the end of this episode, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. is they were stuck in this storm of radiation. Mm-hmm. It coasts over them. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, they have to route power to get themselves out of this storm. Mm-hmm. And some of the power they have to route is from the holodeck. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, they're going to destroy some of the program which is actually all of the program yeah it's like 10 percent remains or something exactly. crazy Exactly. so they end up there first off can we talk about this that every like the first thing on everyone's mind who's affiliated in in the holodeck program their first concern is the captain and her happiness yeah how cute is that yeah. we have chakotay worried about her we have Neelix, we have the doctor, and then we have Tom Paris, who's the one who programmed all of this from the beginning. Yeah, from and, scratch. And he says, hey, hey, Captain, do you want to save your boy toy? <laughs> do you want to save him? Yeah. Because I'll do it, but I got I to gotta know from you. Yeah. And um, 
her last line is so poignant. So what ends up happening is she says, don't do do me any favors. But then she goes into, again, she goes into to modify his subroutines. And instead of modifying his subroutines, she talks to him like a human. She breaks Mm -hmm. up with him. She finally breaks up with him. Oh my God, I didn't even realize. You're so right. She talks to him like a human. Yep. She like breaks up with him. the doctor got to her. Exactly. And, f- and got her to see him like a person. She finally realizes, you know what? This is a this is flesh and bone. Mm-hmm. As much as it's not, it's it's protons and light mm-hmm. or photons and light. She heard him. She heard him. Yeah. She says, look. And, and what's so great is it's almost, I'm going to the other star. I'm going to Star Wars. We're going to Empire Strikes Back where Leia says, I love you. And Han Solo says, I know. We have Michael going, I love you. And Janeway going, I know. I might I might swing back in this part of town. And I was like, boss ass bitch. You got it, motherfucker. I love it. And I absolutely adored it. Mm-hmm. But she shows that, you know what? To not break his heart mm-hmm. and to not potentially break hers. Yeah. This is as far it as it goes. Mm-hmm. But so she turns off his program, but her last line is save program. Yeah. And I think that's poignant because she wants to leave him there. She wants him to exist. She oh. she wants him to still be a part of her life. But wait a second. But wait a second. The very important thing that she does before she saves the program, she disables her ability to modify him. Absolutely. She says, uh, block Captain Catherine Janeway from making any further modifications to this guy. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She basically, yep, yep. It's fascinating. Yeah, she makes him a per- She makes him a person. She makes him a person. You she makes him an individual. Yeah. And she makes her situation with said individual realistic. Yeah. You know, it's very telling of the fact that we, as much as we want to... Change people? We can't. Nah. And we shouldn't. Nope. You know, there's, again, the interaction with the doctor is so telling and is so necessary as a life lesson, not just for Janeway, but kind of for everyone in the sense that, yes, we would want to change aspects of other people, but the aspect of spontaneity in itself, that's what makes relationships. Yeah. That's what makes things interesting yeah. and worth sitting in. The spontaneity is what it is. He says, let it, let, so, you know, she wanted to, he, he was snoring. The doc says, just let him snore. Yeah. Let him be imperfect in your mind's eye and see where that takes you. Mm-hmm. Can you love him in spite of that? Could you love him because of it? And somehow in my head, I, never mind, I'm not going to do this. Well, you're just set it up and <laughs> you set up the past as you were talking i just in my head like saw this alternate version of that scene where she's like you know like don't don't allow janeway to alter his program wait one second big in the dick big in the dick all right now now oh, don't let this is a fanfic i didn't i didn't at once anticipate for a second <laughs> big in the dick <laughs> Because if it's your last chance to make any changes whatsoever, you would want to make a change, right? But again, that would be counter to the character that is Janeway. She's a stronger woman than me. It's not even that. Her turn on is the intellect. That's true. Her turn on is the mind. Mm -hmm. I love that that has been the through line for Janeway up until this year six of their flopping around and everything mm-hmm. can we take it back can we can we backtrack a little though yep, 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 to yep, yep, uh, yep. the fact that we find seven of nine in Fairhaven. screw seven of and nine she's, in this episode i don't know i love it because she's freaking tossing rings and she's 
basically owning rings. And then all of a sudden, the most, and they set him up as kind of like the village drunk. Yeah. Charms his way into having a one-on-one moment with her. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Harry Kim goes, well, how come he gets, he gets action mm-hmm. and I don't? And Tom is just like, hey, man, you just got to know how to play the game. And I'm just like, yeah, man. See, I just like Tom in this is like such a weird unsung hero, right? In in this, not just in this episode, but in these subsequent episodes, he's such a jack of all trades because he's like a playful character. And everyone just casually mentions he built this entire world, you know? He did. He built this entire world with all the. He has to freaking fly the ship around, and then he also learns how to freaking build an entire like environment with like realistic characters. And God damn it, I just want him so bad. <laughs> anyway, this episode, it wasn't one note. It was actually very, very complex. But it kept. But the plot was was very, very targeted in what it wanted to focus on, which was Janeway reconciling reconciling her guilt and her loneliness and her loneliness like the guilt of actually taking any pleasure whatsoever the way the rest of her crew takes pleasure to pass the time she actually indulged what does that look like and what is the end result if she has any fun at all if she actually entertains the part of her that is a woman that is you know a lover what happens to her psychologically it it is a very telling um juxtaposition and it also is a very telling exploration into the isolation of not just a captain yeah but, the isolation of a captain my god a female captain yeah who has needs who wants that affection yeah it you don't want to play gender but at the same time it's kind of necessary i mean yeah. i think it would be valid for anyone but more importantly to her you realize that the mantle of captain has significant weight because of the because of the decisions she's made, and yeah, and she's she's made mistakes. That's Tons. the other heavy heavy thing here is the she mistake wants, she made. You you see it at this at these crossroads. You see her effectively carrying the burden, mm-hmm. and what she claims are the penalties for that and the repercussions of penance. That. The penance, yeah, perfect, yeah. And what is so beautiful is the forgiveness of the crew, yeah, and the allowance of the crew. Yeah, they're like, go get your nut they're off, like, woman. dude. Diddle that fiddle. Get some. Get get in some. there. Get get, a, get that deal. Do it. Do it. Go get in it. there. Let him keep your bar. <laughs> Let him oh, no. energize your transporter. <laughs> Let him jump your warp. Let him so good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let him hail on all your frequencies. Yes. <laughs> so much wine is consumed right now. So much wine. I just, I, and we're end. We're at the end. Oh, wonderful! Isn't that yeah. insane? Yeah. I don't. So we don't know what our next episode yeah. is going to be, Jennifer. Happy, happy St. Patty's Day. Oh, I had an idea. I feel like we've done three episodes now, including this one, where we haven't had a. Uh, uh, seven of nine based episode despite the fact that the podcast is called seven of wine what so i feel like it's high time that we actually address the borg in the room <laughs> and, and actually and actually do a seven of nine episode um and the one that i really like oh i forget the name of it is we it should, the drone one yeah the one with the drone is it called drone Yes. They liberate a Borg, so she and she, for the first time ever, has to find herself in the position of being a mother when she is essentially still a child in, when it comes to her learning about her humanity. And she learns caring for somebody else like her and nurturing somebody else like her and, you know, what happens. It, I think it was called Drone. 
It might be. So next episode, we're going to be doing uh, the Seven of Nine centric episode, Drone. And you're going to have to find a wine. Oh my god, that's Borg related? Girl! Holy shit! Girl! This is gonna be exciting. Good. But let's just say this has been fun. Happy St. Patty's Day. Jennifer Zhang, I'm Jacqueline Lopez, and this has been Seven of Wine. Toodaloo! Bye. Hey everyone, Jacqueline here. Thank you so much for listening to our Seven of Wine podcast on Fair Haven. If you liked what you heard, do rate and review us on iTunes, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Last but not least, do follow us on all our social, Seven of Wine. We got a Facebook, we got a Twitter, we got a Tumblr, and we got an Instagram. Love to see you out there. And if you have any Borg wine suggestions, why don't you hit us up? Our email is engage at sevenofwine.com. Thanks again. Lopez out.